0: Have you ever wanted to dive deeper into the philosophies behind modern day politics? Then don't miss the newest episode of Meet the Experts, where I talk with the creators of the Giants of Political Thought audio series. Available now, wherever you get your Howie Carr Show podcasts.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. We gotta bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice grace curly you can read grace's work in the boston herald and the spectator especially grace grace stand up here's the millennial with the mic grace curly
2: welcome back everyone to the grace curly show i thank you all so much for joining us on this it's It's not necessarily a sunny day outside today, but it's Friday. And so we're feeling very happy here at the Grace Curley Show. And oh my gosh, talk about a Friday news dump, Jared. The hits just keep on coming. We have so much to discuss today. And really, I would say this first opening segment, this one goes out to the Daily Mail. Because I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. Who was asking a little bit about uh, writing and how I haven't been writing as much anymore, and I'm trying to be better about that. And I was explaining some of the different outlets that I've written for, and only a handful of times have I written for the Daily Mail, but it's been awesome because it's it's such a popular publication. And I was saying how they're doing really well, and you can you can oftentimes tell if a website, a media company is doing well by how many freelance writers. They'll bring on because oftentimes when times are tough, those are the first people to go and they'll just go right to their staff writers. And the Daily Mail has got everybody writing for them. And this friend of mine said, why is the Daily Mail so successful? And I said, well, because they write about things. Get this. This is unheard of nowadays. They write about things that people are actually interested in
0: take notes, Vice. Oh, never mind. You can't.
2: Yeah, a lot of these places, Jared, they would take notes if only they were still open. You know, they they might even take listicles of these things, but they can't anymore because they're out of business. And we're supposed to be, feel so bad for all those people who are out of business who hate us so much and think we're all morons, but the Daily Mail has had success because they write a mix of, like, tabloid slash current events. They focus a lot on U.S. politics even though they're obviously based out of the U.K. And today... The headlines are bringing me so much content like there's just so much to unpack. So I'm going to read you a couple of these headlines before I get to the main story. We're going to start with Howie sends me this first thing this morning hour by sleepy hour. The very revealing details of a frail 81 year old Biden's day. Now, I don't want to give away too much, but I do want to read you the first sentence because they did not hold back. This is Emily Gooden from the Daily Mail. Bleary-eyed and with a sleep apnea machine strapped to his face, Biden wakes up most mornings when his cat Willow crawls across him. Good God. That is one of the scariest sentences to describe a president I've ever heard. That's beautiful. It's like poetry. I mean, I'm all for, I'm glad the cat, I'm glad the cat hasn't started biting people yet. I do want to give major kudos to Willow, who's having what some people are calling the best week ever. Now that Commander is um, officially out of the White House, going to hopefully live with his brother, who was also given the boot after biting people. I don't know who bit more people, because I know that Commander got up to 24 bites in, I believe, not sure... How many, um, was it Major? Or Major, the one that passed away?
0: Champ, I believe, is the one okay. that passed away.
2: You think we know, we talk about them every day, but it's, it's hard to keep track. As right.
0: Ron Klein would say, those dogs were historic, getting up to
2: 24 bites. Yeah, they were right. They were, every single human being, and yes, those dogs are just human beings, okay? Every single living thing at that White oh, House God. is obsessed with breaking records whether it be the dogs Dogs or the president okay that's what every day they wake up they're like i'm gonna blow their socks off so the dogs are gone there's no more dogs in the white house those were supposed to restore normalcy it wasn't just joe it was also the pets that were going to bring normalcy back to the white house so that ship has long sailed now the dogs are out but the cat willow remains and apparently in this daily mail and the daily mail does a weird thing where, and I'm not crazy about it, but they'll take a story, right? <laughs> and I shouldn't I shouldn't criticize because I want them to call me again. I would like to write for them whenever they want. But they'll take a story. And I don't know if it's an excuse to just put in a ton of pictures where in this story, they just have several different photos of Joe Biden eating things. It says, President Joe Biden eats ice cream at Moomer's Homemade Ice Cream. In Michigan, and it's him just mowing like you know they're getting the worst photos possible. President Joe Biden eats a piece sure, of, eats a piece of pizza when he's with troops in March, and then they have a close up photo of Joe Biden's slip. They're supposed to be like they they stop shoes from slipping they're these giant they look like hospital sneakers like the kind that nurses wear they have a close-up of the sneakers and so what they'll do is they'll kind of repeat details throughout the story so the cat comes into this story so many times and they just keep reiterating the fact that the cat is his alarm clock (sighs) which oh okay I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not a pet person, so I don't know. I, I don't know if that's normal, that your, your pet is just, this pet, this cat must be on a really strict schedule that he knows, like, or she knows, okay, it's 7 a.m., it's time for this old man to get up, we gotta get our day going. It also is very focused. I would say two things this article is focused on. They really want to drive home to the readers. And I just want to tell everyone at the Daily Mail, mission accomplished. One is Willow the cat is running this place. And two is that Joe Biden wears a sleep apnea mask.
1: The cat, majestic, beloved, to protect her. (laughs) By the way, that sounds like our cat Willow, who maybe you think I'm kidding. Willow may walk in here any time now. She has no limits. And you think I'm kidding. I'm not. Especially in the middle of the night when she climbs up and lays on top of my head
2: i'm starting to wonder if willow (laughs) i'm starting to wonder jared if willow is a bad actor like i don't want to drop putin into this or anything like that i'm not saying i'm not saying that willow is conspiring with you know other countries i'm just saying a bad actor within the white house and i feel like willow may have plotted to take out those dogs
1: the top cat The most effectual top
2: cat. Like a saboteur. Think about it. You know what Willow was hearing when Willow woke up this morning Another one bites the dust. They always talk about how Willow's walking through the halls like she owns the place. It's like, yeah, because she's just she's taking other animals out left and right. She showed up and there were two dogs. At one point, there were technically like three and now there's zero. And guess who remains? That's right, Willow. So they want you to know that Willow the cat is there; she's running the place, and they also want you to know that Joe Biden has a sleep apnea mask. And Jared, they talk about this mask, and the the scene they're setting in your in the minds of people is like Ghostbusters. Or you know what's a better thing for people who watch True Detective? Remember the episode of True Detective. Where it's like episode four and I remember this because I was at the time I was home alone and I was forever terrified gets to the end of the episode and they say at the end of every nightmare is a monster and there's a man and he's got like this weird mask on that has a giant nozzle, like weird thing coming out of the mouth. It's so scary. And that's what they want you to think when they hear sleep apnea mask. Because they keep talking about how even when he takes it off, the lines are so deeply indented onto his face. So we're gonna get to all that. Then I see this. I'm like, okay, good. We've got our Joe Biden story for the day. Hopefully. Now. Hopefully I have enough time to get through it. And then the Daily Mail says, no, we're not done with you yet. We've got more. Here's the next headline. Also by Emily Gooden, who is doing. Emily Gooden is the will of the cat of the Daily Mail at this point. She is just she is owning it. OK, meow. This is this is her headline. Biden 81 says the key to his marriage is good sex. How Joe infuriates Jill, his wife of 47 years with a very risque joke to staff about their private life even though they aren't shy about PDA. They add that part in so that they can add in like 16 photos of the two of them smooching in public, just so everyone knows. I I know you're all racing to get there right now to see the photos, but this talks about how Biden is driving Jill crazy because he just, you know, he, he makes all of these jokes about racy comments, about good sex with Jill. Yikes! I don't want to hear that well, from... Let's finish the job. I don't want to hear that from anybody. But I especially don't want to hear about it from the 81-year-old president of the United States. It it doesn't shock me, though, and here's why. He oftentimes will talk about how his parents had sex in the room next to him. And so I feel like if you're... If that's something that you bring out during public events, then, of course, in private, he's God knows what he's saying in private. Like, if you're cool with all this behind a podium then i am i shudder to think what gets talked about behind the curtain but that's These not are even hard things that's not even I, I was selfish right there because i thought those were the stories that really stuck out to me because i'm a tabloid queen okay but as far as the biggest story today that we're going to start the hour with and that we'll take your calls on this is also, I, I just had to keep it consistent. This is in other places, but I figured if we're going with the Daily Mail for two of them, we might as well hit three. Nathan Wade, this is bad news for everyone's favorite couple. Can I get a little bit of... Nathan Wade, love. Cruising also known as Fanny Willis's lover boy. He visited D.A. Fannie Willis's Georgia neighborhood at least 35 times, and I booked lots of
1: cabins,
2: (laughs) and stayed overnight before she hired him as a special prosecutor, according to cell phone data. Which I'm sure there's going to be some argument that the cell phone data is inaccurate. Perhaps it's disinformation. Perhaps it's been manipulated. By foreign adversaries. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, hopefully soon to be ex Fulton County DA and ex Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, testified about their romantic relationship. They each testified that the romantic relationship began in 2022 after she had brought him on. But cell phone data, as it often does, reveals a different story. It reveals Wade made 3 dozen visits to the neighborhood where his lover Willis lived before she hired him. Now, what's going to be the counter argument here? Is it going cuz we know the argument about the payments is that she just has thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cash in her house and she has for a very long time, she doesn't even know where it all comes from because she's just collected it over the decades. So that's that's one thing. That's um that's really hard to poke any holes in. But what's going to be the argument for why he's made three dozen trips to your house before you hired him as special prosecutor? Like maybe those were pre-hiring meetings. Those were vetting type things where come on over, we'll have a glass of wine. I'll really figure out if you're the right person for the job. I don't know. And, and I'm I'm really excited to hear. And I do want to give kudos because I had been critical of the lawyer merchant and i said why is she letting fanny willis talk 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 and now i kind of understand why because Fannie willis might have talked herself into a lot of trouble unfortunately
0: 71 just exit and willow crawls over the president to check for proof of life
2: i mean willow it's like if i'm willow at this point i'm like please leave me out of this this is a circus okay stop mentioning me because every time you mention every time the media focuses on one of a, one of the four-legged friends in the white house you know what comes next we get the boot. I would tell Willow, you don't want to know too much because I think that's the sign of when they're, they get sick of you is when they think you just have too much information. We'll get back to all of this, but there's so much to get to. There's so many great sound cuts and, most of all, I really want to hear from you. So 844 Recently, a Grace Curly Show listener, Candace, called into the show to tell us how much she loved her thunderstorms. Her furnace was serviced, and afterwards, the smell of oil was lingering in her home. She turned on the thunderstorm, and she watched the magic happen. The thunderstorm eliminated the funky odor. But the best part? Candace's husband, who rolled his eyes when she would talk about the thunderstorm, well... He finally got it. He finally had to say, Candace, you were right. One of the great parts about the thunderstorm is that it isn't one of those flowery plugins. It doesn't try to cover up smell or mask smell with more smell. Because when that happens, whew, you just get like a tidal wave of weird... Funky odors, and you don't want that. So, you want the thunderstorm and you want the three pack special because that way you can bring one into your office, you can put one in your car, you can put one in your kitchen. The possibilities are endless, but everywhere you put them, it's going to be of great use to you and they're going to work. So, go to EdenPureDeals.com, check out the three pack special. It's the perfect size, doesn't take up any floor space, and it always comes in handy. And with a three pack special, you are going to be so happy that you got this great deal. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE3. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Don't forget to use code GRACE and the number 3. It's code GRACE and the number 3. When we come back, we're taking your calls. It's Friday, baby, and this is The Grace Curley Show.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show.
2: We're getting texts from people, including Mark Salinas, from Silva and Salinas, asking where these articles are from. They're tuning in a little late. And I don't know which one Mark is referring to if he's if he's questioning um, the Biden sleep apnea cat one or if he's talking about the Biden jokes around about having sex with Jill.
1: How's an old guy do that?
2: Or if he's talking about the Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. But it doesn't matter, Mark, because you can find them all at DailyMail.com. And I think I did include one or two of them in Grace's recommended reading. But, yeah, there's no question that these articles are just – they're giving you a glimpse. And what have I been asking for for four years now? I've been asking for the palace intrigue. And it seems like the wheels are coming off and finally – There's some leaks. Finally, there are some insiders who are saying more than just he's really sharp behind the scenes. They're giving us the dirty beats. And that's what we want. We'll keep talking about this in just a minute. But first, today's poll question, which I think is a really important one. And I would love to hear people's theories on this. Uh, It's brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide and save on mouth-watering favorites today. Visit omahasteaks.com grace, and you're going to get eight free Omaha Steak burgers with select packages when you shop the semi-annual sale. This is a really great sale. I mean, it's 50% off. It's hard to beat, but it doesn't last long. So go to omahasteaks.com grace to get those eight free Omaha Steaks burgers and get 50% off. Jared, what is the poll question? And what are the results thus far?
0: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurleyShow.com, is how do you think the Trump payment to New York will play out? He'll sell property in New York to pay. He'll pay without selling New York property. A generous donor will pay for him or he won't pay anything.
2: So if you're not um, following this situation out of New York, it's pretty incredible. Letitia James, the AG who campaigned on getting Donald Trump, and she's, you know, she's making good on those promises to a degree. She has announced recently that if he doesn't come up with this $400 million bond or, you know, post this money, which he needs to post in order to appeal, which is a crazy thing that is, um, I, I think it's something in New York that doesn't necessarily happen in a lot of other states. But if he doesn't do it, she'll seize his property and sell it herself, basically, in like a fire sale or, you know, the state of New York will sell it uh, to make up this money. And so I've... I've been curious about this because I'm wondering if an Elon Musk or somebody who is a free thinker, like a Bill Ackman, who's been a little outspoken, who isn't afraid, who's got bleep you money, who might not like what they're seeing in the way this is going, if they would be able, and I'm sure if they were able to, that Letitia James and Judge Engeron and all these people would immediately find a way to declare that unconstitutional— But if they could say, listen, I'll give him the 400 million and, you know, I'll post it. And when when eventually uh, he wins this appeal or it's overruled, I'll just get my money back because there's got to be billionaires out there who don't like this precedent being set. So I'm going to vote for that one. I'm going to vote for a generous donor. And I don't know, maybe it's against the rules. Someone can explain it to me, but I, I think it'd be against the rules. Yeah. <laughs> like it's monopoly. Maybe it's against the rules, but I would like to see it.
0: Uh, only 8% think a generous donor will pay for him. 21% feel that he'll pay without selling property. 10% think he'll sell property to pay. And 62% think he won't pay at all.
2: Yeah, well, um, anger on ruled today that he's not going to stay it and there's no reason to and you know he's not going to give him more time so it'll be it'll be wild to see how this thing goes we'll talk more about it because jeb bush has an opinion piece in the wall street journal on this so don't go anywhere
1: live from the aviva Tratria studio
2: Welcome back, everyone. The South Carolina primary is tomorrow. And there's a, a pretty in-depth piece in the New Yorker about Nikki Haley. It says Nikki Haley lost the South Carolina primary back when she was still governor. And there's one part of this I want to highlight. It says South Carolina is a winner-take-all state. So even an encouraging amount of support for Haley won't translate to delegates. In every presidential race since 1980, save for a fluke in 2012, the GOP nominee has always won the South Carolina primary. Well, listen up, the New Yorker. That's not going to stop Nikki Haley, okay? It doesn't matter. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if when she loses tomorrow, she comes out and somehow spins it as like a giant win for herself. Or maybe maybe the primary, and if our poll question today wasn't doing so well right out the gates, I would change it to, will the primary in South Carolina tomorrow be rigged against Nikki Haley? because the last one was. So who's to say, really?
3: And I am intend-
2: Twelve thirty-five. We're already hitting so many musical, really great sound drops, Jared. And I appreciate that. Okay, so Nathan Wade visited D.A. Fannie Willis's Georgia neighborhood at least thirty-five times and stayed overnight before she hired him as a special prosecutor. Cell phone data shows. Now, this is where, this is where I- I'm perplexed by today's liars and scammers because I understand. I understand human nature and that people are going to lie and people want to get away with things. But where I get confused is once you get caught and you keep lying and once you I don't know if it's arrogance where someone like Fannie Willis, who's had a lot of success thus far in her life and a lot of accolades and a lot of promotions. Maybe she just thinks she's untouchable. Maybe she's got a little Biden in her where she thinks no one's ever going to come after me. But to lie when your cell phone data like you, for example, Jared. You know, I'm a true crime girl. I love true crime. I love true crime podcasts. We actually produced one here at the Howie Carr Radio Network, Dirty Rats, which you can all still check out. It's evergreen, always worth clicking on. But I remember listening to the first season of Serial, which was the first big true crime podcast. It got like everybody hooked onto the genre. And it was going back on this murder case. I think it was in Chicago. And this guy who claims he was wrongly accused. And so much of the story, and they were able to break it down in a pretty interesting way, so much of it hinged on like the pinging of the cell phone, where the cell phone was at which time. And so the defense made their entire case, basically, about where he was at certain times and his cell phone pinged here. And that was, I don't even know what year, I have to imagine that was decades ago at this point, like maybe early 2000s. And it still was pretty accurate. Like, based off the towers, it could still get pretty close. Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis are trying to claim all of these things. Like, oh, we started up in 2022. We never had relationships. They sent, from what I'm seeing, allegedly, 12,000 texts between the two of them. 2,000 calls. And they're going to each other's homes. Like, you don't think... That that's going to be able to be tracked or let's say it's not. Let's say in some fantasy land we're not able to track any of this. You don't think that at some point someone's going to see something. There's going to be one person and we saw that in this case it was that old college friend of Fanny's that she's not really friends with but she used to party with. But now she doesn't party with that let her live in her house or she lived in her whatever. But there's probably a lot of people like that. Unless you're really making a concerted effort to be sneaky and to cover your tracks, which based off the Belize tattoo parlor hopping couples history, I'm going to guess they weren't. Somebody's going to crack. Like not everybody's going to be a stand up guy and keep their mouth shut so that Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis can get rich off getting Donald Trump and keep going on their cruises together. It just seems obvious to me. So let's read into this a little bit. The cell phone data reveals Wade visited the exact area where the Fulton County District Attorney was renting a condo at least 35 times before their admitted affair. One of them before she appointed him to prosecute former President Donald Trump in her election fraud case in Georgia. Willis admitted in a special hearing last week that her ex-lover visited her at the apartment in Atlanta, but appeared to shrug off the question and did not specify when or how many times. But attorneys seeking to have her disqualified from the case against Trump subsequently hired a criminal defense investigator to analyze phone records. I'm sure we're going to hear how the criminal defense investigator is not on the level. Like there will be some reason why he's a MAGA supporting Christian nationalist. He can't be trusted. He's a puppet of Putin. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something good. And so he's analyzing these phone records, which further call into question the relationship between the couple and the timing of Wade's appointment. Now, the reason the timing is so important is because what these two lovers are trying to claim, and really now they're ex-lovers, Jared. I keep avoiding that because it makes me sad.
0: You know, it's just sad when something like vapid corruption puts a strain on things
2: it's sad when a relationship that looked like the picture of true love crumbles before our very eyes but hey we got to deal listen we got to stay in the present this is what we're dealing with now okay and so the reason it's so important is because they're trying to claim that she appointed him special prosecutor and they just fell in love in the process Like, this was a real case of we're working together, and I hired you because you're the best person for the job. Oh, but wait. There's something about you. There's something sweet and almost kind. And and they just fall in love.
0: I knew there was a reason I preemptively paid you more than anybody.
2: (laughs) You know, I was just paying you this much because I thought you were good, but now I'm in love with you, so I'm glad I was paying you so much more than everybody else. Yeah, so uh, she hires this guy who is not as qualified as, the, by any means as the other two people on the job, and she's trying to claim that she fell in love after the fact. So that's why the timing of this matters so much. The AT&T records were gleaned from the number of times Wade's phone pinged off specific cell phone towers in Willis's immediate area and revealed a sheer volume of data, according to investigator Charles Middlestad and his report filed to Fulton County Superior Court. He said there was so much that he focused on two specific dates, which revealed Wade was in the direct vicinity of Willis's apartment on one occasion in September 2021 before he was appointed until 3.28 a.m. He went home and then texted her at 4.20 a.m. Now, in his defense, I would just like to add in that this is a man who at one point, and I think this was the day he was visiting the White House, which adds a whole nother layer to this tiramisu of just chaos. But at one point he was billing for 24 hours of legal work. So I wouldn't put it past him to be burning the midnight oil and to be Crunching the numbers and, you know, flipping over every stone to make sure nothing's left unturned until 3.28 in the morning. I wouldn't put that past him. I'm sure when he got home at 4.20 and sent a text, he probably said, I'm still up working. I'm not done with this yet. You're not going to catch me sleeping. Otherwise, I don't have an explanation for why he would be there that late. Two months later, in November 2021, he called Willis at 11.32 p.m. and arrived in the specific area of the apartment at 12.43 a.m., staying until 4.55 a.m. These are tough times to explain. The apartment was rented from Willis's former close friend, Robin Brian Yerty. By the way, based off Willis's testimony, that comes into question, too. She wanted to make it clear that they weren't really close friends. They just partied together in college.
0: Yes, and they did not they did not live in the condo at the same time. She was very adamant about that year T and fanny
2: Got it. Got it. Okay. Now, Jared, do we have any flashbacks of Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis? Because since now it's being revealed that perhaps the relationship timeline timeline isn't what they told us it was. I thought it would be nice as a refresher just to go through some of the hearing where they were adamant about the start date of this torrid love affair
1: okay because you give us an approximation of how many times mr wade visited you at the condo between the time you moved in and prior to november 1 of 2020
3: i don't think often but i don't rem- i don't want to speculate
0: can we say more than five more than 10
3: I'm going to tell you the problem I'm having here. Let's say more than 10, but I'm not sure that that's even accurate. Uh, He certainly has come and picked me up. You want to grab some food to eat? Uh, I don't remember him being in that condo a lot.
2: Okay, so what? Let food... me tell you the
0: problem I'm having here. I don't want to tell you the truth. <laughs> That's the problem I'm having.
2: Small here. issue is I would prefer to lie to you right now. But Jared, the the follow up I would now give to Fanny is when he's picking you up to eat between the hours of three twenty eight and four twenty. Where are you going to eat? I, I I'm assuming there's no receipts because of course we're paying in cash, so there's there's no record of any of this. But just out of just for someone who might be in the area. And wants to know a good place to grab some grub. Where would a girl go at three twenty eight a.m.?
0: I'm pretty sure Waffle House is open twenty four hours, and I would go there any time of day. They are excellent.
2: Is there other places that are open twenty four hours? Maybe um, some McDonald's. I don't.
0: If this, I don't know Hapeville, but yeah, there's probably some McDonald's that are open. It's probably a diner, mm-hmm. at least diner. one diner.
2: But even some of those places, Jared, they say twenty four hours, but they close down between like three and four. They let people go home for a little bit. So many questions, so little time. 844 542 42 Hey, by the way, we're gonna come back to this because it's so good and there's so much to get to. I mean, I haven't even I haven't even really dove in here yet to the meat of this story. And we have so many fun flashbacks. There was a great edit of Nathan Willis when they asked him they were asking about Nathan the, Wade. I'm sorry. Nathan Wade. Freudian slip. Unless
0: he's more progressive than we think.
2: Who knows? Who knows? No, no not according to Fanny, though. He's old school.
0: Oh, that's right. He's a, he's a southern gentleman, I believe was the term she used for him.
2: Yeah, and it was a point of contention for the two of them, because she's a very independent woman. But there was... A, How did these two not work? There's a great edit of him trying to remember like what year they started dating, or if they had... No, if they had any trips in 2021... And whoever edited it and put it on like Instagram or whatever, they have him during the long pause. They have some music playing. It's just the longest pause. And he's really, he's really thinking, you know, he's like furrowing his brow. He's so into the performance. And then he ends up just saying, not that I recall, not that I recall. And it's going to be fun revisiting these because now we have a little bit more details into this relationship. Just one other thing, Jared, I wanted to play because this is one of those days where if I don't play it when I think of it, it's going to pass me by. Claire McCaskill, who I don't hear from as much anymore, but I believe sometimes she goes on MSNBC. She's like a contributor. We always we play her once in a while because she famously called Merrick Garland Garland Merrick. And so that's how you know that like Joy Behart, this is a historian, this is a woman who Garland Merrick. This is a woman who's got her finger on the pulse. Okay? You can trust what she's saying. And I love this cut from her. This is because now every everyone in the media is getting panicky that like a couple of outlets are being a little harsh on Joe and they're, they're actually saying what they're seeing with their own eyes. And Claire McCaskill's had enough. Can I have cut 10, please? So the only blemish on the great country of America worldwide is, in fact, Donald Trump. And can I make a suggestion? I move that every newspaper in America quits doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump every morning on the front page. It is ridiculous yeah. that the New York Times fact checked Joe Biden on something. I mean, it, 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 he vomits lies. Trump vomits lies. It is ridiculous that the New York Times for once did their jobs and fact checked the sitting president. By the way, Claire. Trump's not president anymore. I know he's running for president, but he's not president anymore. And when he was president, he was getting fact-checked ad nauseum multiple times a day. They had little trackers on the channels. They had trackers on the bottom of the the screens. You moron. I'm sorry. I don't use that a lot. I try to be as nice as I can, but you think it's ridiculous. And by the way, she says, I demand they stop fact-checking Joe Biden. Stop. Girlie, when did they start? Tell me. Point me in the direction of these supposed fact checks that are just that that are just driving you mad that you stop it. Get some help. Wow. This is journalism. This is the state of journalism. Stop fact checking Joe Biden. Well, number one, don't worry about it because they're not doing that. And number two, if they were doing it, that would actually be an improvement. Because he's lying round the clock. He he can't stop lying. It's all he does all day long. And it's really bothering Claire McCaskill that they're fact checking. I mean, she's she's trying to compete with Joe Scarborough for the most delusional on the set of Morning Joe. And that's
0: that's a panel. That's, I mean, that's a panel. That's a panel. That is.
2: That is a panel, Jared. It's like a panel from your nightmare, from a fever dream. Just people staring at you, telling you nonsense all day.
0: Dark green wood panel from the 70s.
2: Imagine a dinner party with all of those people, like Al Sharpton, Claire McCaskill, Joe Scarborough. Uh, pour a heavy drink, that's all I can say. 844 When we come back, we'll talk more about this, but first got to talk about Omaha Steaks. Because you know what, Jared, last Friday I got a lot of grief from people. They were saying, Grace, here you are. You're Catholic. You're talking about steaks on Friday. Well, okay. You were
0: told to repent, I believe. I was
2: told to repent, and I did. But I'm going to tell you something. Yes, I love Omaha Steaks, and yes, I love the steaks. And right now, yes, it's a semi-annual sale, so you can get 50% off. And I encourage you to take advantage of that. But something we don't talk about a lot... Is All the other options. It doesn't have to be steak. They have fish. They have delicious sides. They have so many things at Omaha Steaks. So you can get something for every day of the week for the days where you're going to indulge in a delicious steak or a burger and the days where you want to go lighter. You want to have a piece of salmon. Omaha Steaks does everything. Do not let the name fool you. Go to omahasteaks.com slash grace and shop the semi-annual sale. You can load up on all of the delicious flavors you crave at half the price. From their tender, juicy butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering pure ground burgers, comfort classics, and easy-to-prepare meals, they're perfect for the busy weeknights, and for the fun weekends. So, plus as an added bonus, you're going to get 8 free Omaha steak burgers on select packages when you shop at omahasteaks.com/grace. If you're not going to eat it on Friday, that's okay. The great thing is they're all individually wrapped, so you can have one on Saturday or Sunday or mix it up. Visit omahasteaks.com/grace to get the 8 free Omaha steak burgers with select packages when you shop the semi-annual sale. Hurry, this deal won't last long, and it's a really, really good one. And then let us know how you cook everything up, because I'm always curious what people's secrets are. It's OmahaSteaks.com slash Grace. Get on that today. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m., This is The Grace Curley Show.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to The Grace Curley Show. Okay, we've only got a little bit of time here, but I want to go to Lisa on the lines. Lisa, what's going on?
3: Hey, Grace, how are you? Good, what's going on? Oh, pretty good. I-, I just wanted to make a quick comment about um, Fanny and then Claire McCaspel. What is the definition in the Webster's Urban Dictionary for a guy who calls you after midnight? Do you know?
2: I think I do know.
3: Okay, so it's not that it's Fanny Call. <laughs> instead of that, it's Fanny Call instead of Booty Call. Got it. But, also, also, um, Claire McCaskill, I'm not sure what show she was on, but she is a Obviously ridiculous, but Joe Scarborough is such a fomenter of hate. I don't know why I have so much anger towards him. I think it's because he's a traitor, like I said. But he, with his five-inch glasses, his five-inch hair, and his five brain cells, is so annoying. And he gets everybody propped up on that set. And they just, they're, they're just ridiculous. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I throw my tissue box. I throw everything at the TV when I see him. I know,
2: because Lisa, you watch this stuff, and I give you kudos for sitting through it, but you're right. And it's because he's, it's because he's, like, supposed to be the principled conservative.
0: It's his sanctimony, is yeah, what it and is. He
2: loves the sound of his own voice, which, I mean, for me to say that, talk about hot calling the kettle black, but it's true. Doesn't make it any less true, right? Thanks for the call, Lisa. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere.
1: Desegration.